This is Inside Purple and Gold. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Inside Purple and Gold. I am Dane Mizutani alongside Tom Schreier. It's Wednesday morning, um, two days after the Vikings officially hired Brian Flores to be their next defensive coordinator. Huge hire, home run hire. Um, Tom, like, how important was it that they made this hire, though? Because we'll talk about all the people that they interviewed and how the mm-hmm. process went. Um, but your first reaction when you saw Brian Flores was the guy, and, and, and how big was that? Yeah, I mean, I think they got the best person, right? And some of it was out of their hands. Uh, I kind of wonder if uh, Quasey was caught by a, a local reporter down in uh, Mobile, Alabama, talking to Flores, and I wonder if he was like, do you really want to go to Miami West? Like, I know it's a head coaching job. It's a little more money. You have a little more control. But uh, it didn't work out great for Cliff Kingsbury, and you have Kyler Murray on a big contract. So, you know, I don't know. I, You know, we don't know exactly what happened there, but we do know. I think he skipped a second interview with Arizona. So he made some sort of conscious decision that, like, this is a better opportunity. Um, I think this is good on O'Connell, too. Um, not only do you have someone who's super, super qualified, he got someone who's very much the opposite of Donatello. This is an aggressive guy, um, pretty progressive thinker in terms of how defense is done, and it's moving away from the Vic Fangio scheme. Um, I also like that he brought in a Belichick guy. I think it's very funny that O'Connell was drafted in 08 by Belichick, right? And that's the year that he hired Flores. Now, granted, they were there for like two years together or something like that. Um, But I do, I like the idea that you're kind of merging kind of the McVay set, right? And this this Belichick guy in there. And it is a big name. I mean, good on him to bring in someone who's in that head coaching realm, who certainly is well-known because he was on ESPN because he is suing the National Football League. Um, also someone who's had success as a head coach. This isn't like, you know, think of like the conditions in Miami, the fact that he's the first coach to have back-to-back winning seasons since 03. I mean, this isn't like a guy who like washed out and went, you know, three win, four win season and was gone. Like this guy's pretty qualified. So I think it's a good thing for the, the organization for O'Connell and just probably for the defense in general that, you know, you're just, you're completely doing a different thing than um, Donatello was and it should work better assuming the personnel is there. Yeah, let's jump into the scheme here in a little bit, but just to kind of detail the process that it took to get, you know, the Vikings to hiring Brian Flores, right? They fire at Donatello, I think it's like four days after the season. Everyone knew that was going to happen. It happened really quickly. It actually happened a day later than I would have mm-hmm. hoped. It would have been nice to ask Kevin O'Connell about that at his. So they have their like postmortem press conference. He's asked about it, Donatello. He says, we're working through it. Like 15 hours later, they fire at Dante. To be expected, um, I think that's what everyone wanted. And frankly, it needed to happen after what happened in the playoffs. So after that, they interview three candidates officially. Uh, Ryan Nielsen, who quickly takes the job with Atlanta. Same job. Mm -hmm. So Ryan Nielsen was brought in, um, former assistant coach with the Saints. Immediately takes the job with Atlanta. And and things never really got far with Sean Desai, assistant coach with the Seahawks last year, interviewed with the Vikings to be their defensive coordinator last offseason. I think he's someone that me and you theorized, like, Mm -hmm. was their fallback option, right? Like, it was like, okay, he's a young guy. I think he's 38. Um, The Vikings were familiar with Sean Desai. He learned under Vic Fangio at certain points during his rise. But he wasn't, like, the top-tier name, like Brian Flores, who also interviewed in that initial round of interview cycle. Well, then Sean Desai pulls his name out of the hat or, you know, out of the running saying basically mm-hmm. like, 
he's going to focus on becoming the next defensive coordinator to the, the Denver Broncos. Maybe, maybe he could feel that he was the backup option and, and didn't want to be left mm-hmm. with no job um, if the Vikings went a different way. But you have Ryan Nielsen and Sean Desai both kind of remove themselves from the situation. The Vikings also interviewed Mike Pettin, um, assistant yeah. coach, their own assistant coach last year, who, if Sean Desai was a fallback option, I think Mike Pettin was just someone that you just give an interview because he was in the building. Um, mm. I, I don't think anyone felt great about if Mike Pettin was the defensive coordinator of the Vikings next season. So the four interviews are Nielsen, Desai, Pettin, and finally Flores. Last week, or I guess over the weekend, it, it, it becomes widely reported that the Kevin O'Connell, who has a connection with Ijero Ivero, former defensive coordinator of the Broncos, that the Vikings want Avero. Well, Avero won't get let out of his contract by Sean Payton, who's the new coach of the Broncos. I'm sure Vikings fans feel a certain way about Sean Payton not letting one of their <laughs> candidates uh, interview with them. So finally, the Broncos do let Avero out of his contract, and he immediately takes a job with the Carolina Panthers. So I'm curious, Tom, where were you at last over the weekend when – like obviously this is a big hire to get. Yeah. But when they're missing out on on Nielsen, who leaves right after the interviewing with the Vikings, on Desai, who doesn't want to to interview with the Vikings anymore, who on Avero, who the Vikings really wanted but never got a chance to formally interview, and then you have reports that Flores is the front runner to become the next head coach of the Cardinals, leaving Flores and Pettin as the only candidates, and all roads looked like they were pointing to Pettin for a little bit there last week. Yeah. How are you kind of feeling about the whole process when, when you look at what the Vikings kind of went through um, before making this this big splash hire? Yeah, kind of step by step. I think the thing with Patton is I think sometimes it's a little like the head coach coordinator dynamic where all of a sudden like a guy who's a great coordinator is a bad head coach. And then they're like, well, why did you hire him as your defensive coordinator? You're like, because he is literally one of the best guys at doing that job. You know what I mean? It's not like the the head coach somehow uh, that that position like ruined his his intellect on that side of the ball or whatever. Um, I think with Patton, this is a case where he's been the defensive coordinator, I think, at three stops. Green Bay most recently again like looking at what the uh the Packer writers we have have written about him not a big fan of his he's probably a right fit in the assistant role right and he was he's been a consultant before and stuff I mean again like I think he's in the right seat don't remove him from that that is probably the backup backup plan and you do your due, due diligence on a guy in the room um I think people really got into Averro and I think something to point out here and again I'm not really evaluating him as like X and his O's scheme guys just in terms of their background not only does he have the O'Connell connection because he was with the Rams, and I think that's the crossover, um, but he was with the Niners, I believe, when Quasey was there. So, th- so it makes some sense that like he's probably the continuity guy in some ways, right? It's like Quasey knows him, O'Connell knows him. Uh, he also maybe is more likely to stay, right? We'll probably get into like Flores might just be gone after next year, but um, you know maybe there's they felt like hey he's just kind of coming in as part of the system. I do like the idea of not only bringing an authoritarian, right, a whole different kind of personality, personality that seems to fit defense, but also kind of the Belichick side, as I said. So that's why I guess I prefer Flores. I also think this is such a funny move by Sean Payton that he was like, no, no, you can have him. And then he just scurries off to Carolina and like he just goes and grabs the Vikings backup plan. I mean, that dude, that dude is full of spite. There's no way he isn't right. You think like the Minneapolis miracle, the fact that he was doing the skull chant and all of a sudden, you know, breaks down on him and then the Vikings uh, go and beat them in, in New Orleans a couple of years later. Like part of me thinks that like Sean Payton 
he he's probably like kind of a despicable guy, but like really, really smart football person. Mm-hmm. Um, and also when um, someone leaves and skips out on the Vikings for Carolina, you start thinking, does this mean that like people just don't believe in the personnel, right? They don't yes. see a pathway to a cornerback one. They're not fully sold that like Patrick Peterson has a lot left in the tank that he'd even return to Minnesota that Duke Shelley, you know what I mean? Like there's some unknowns with him uh, given his size and the fact that Chicago just let him go. And then there's kind of the linebacking thing too. Like, like who is the successor to Anthony Barr or Jordan Hicks? If you want to see it that way, what does Kendricks have left in the tank, all this stuff. So as much as I think the defense has some components there that are valuable, it is not filled out by any means. And I don't really understand what their pathway is to that. So that, you know, if we were sitting here today and Flores took the uh, Arizona job and everything went haywire, right. And you're looking at kind of Mike Patton in a potential other interview somehow, I'd go, man, I think it's the defensive personnel scared him off. So in some ways, maybe this is Flores being like, hey, Belichick wins with dudes off the street all the time. I can do it too. Maybe this is just he's, he was sold on the pathway. Maybe that's what him and Quasi were talking about in Alabama. Um, you know, whatever it is, you got you got the coach, which is the first step. And it just feels like they're like still three steps away from actually figuring out how this defense functions in next season. 